corner edition. Welcome to this, the 14th episode of the second season of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast brought to you by MGA Traffic, because one of the co-directors has told me to say that. Did not. It's a blatant lie. It there was he is. Pete. <laughs> it was Pete. No, Pete did say, he said, you've got to make sure they, uh, this has come, come through Fabian. Hello, Fabian. Buonasera ragazzi. Got to make sure, got to make sure you mention MGA, because, you know, we're brought to you. And I thought, no, we're not. At all. Can't half tell this is made up. Tim, stop watching the football. I'm trying not to. Yeah, please do. Uh, so, Fabian, hello. Thank you for being here. And, of course, Coach Davis is with us. Hello, Coach. <laughs> How are you, Sean? Yeah, very, very well. How'd you go on the track this week? No uh, game? Well, in the words of our head coach, for want of a, 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 better, a better phrase, mm-hmm. um, bring first mouth half an hour, pretty bring, fucking ordinary. Bring your mouth guards? Uh, no, no. We'll see. We've had two weeks off, so we haven't been playing. So there's been no need to bring your mouth guards. But um, first half an hour, they looked like a bunch of kids that have had mm. two weeks holiday in holiday mode. Yeah, and they were really they they battled to to hit to hit their straps. Mm. Second half of training, much much better. Much better. Mm. We've actually come across some rather disturbing audio, Tim, of you on the sidelines two weeks ago. Yep. Now, can you take us in at three quarter time? Three quarter time. You, you yeah. said. We got to run over the top of him. You said you had the we, legs. We got the legs. They got one on the bench. We got you got twelve on you the went, bench. You went. You went. You went to something. You said you you told us you could only go to once. Yeah. What do you tell them? I said I guaranteed them victory. Yeah. Well, we've got some. This is after you, you finished off losing by three goals. Yep. This is after the third goal was kicked. We've got some rather. <laughs> this is confronting. Who is it, Willow? It's, it's Mitch. Come on, Mitch! Right. Fucking work, Mitch! <laughs> so is he just not working hard? No, Fuck you, Will! No, he's wrapped what? up the winger. Right, okay. He's okay. Just sack back. No, no, no. Fucking run, Will! <laughs> Give it off quick! Rock it, rock it, rock it. We can't think. We can't think. Sorry, right. Right. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay. Come Fuck on. Mitch in again! Fuck you! Right, okay. So suffice to say, is that any way to be talking to twelve-year-old kids? Most of mine are actually ten; they're under elevens. <laughs> so is that feeding him? That's Rodney Ede. Well, this looks even better. He's unaware of it. That's good. Yeah, that's from a um, two thousand nine game against the there's States. There's more of that. There's more. Of yeah, that. there's more. There's about there's another forty seconds. How about. much? Lo- how much longer did he last before he got the ass? I think he was there for a little while longer. It was two thousand nine. Because wow. at that point, you've lost it. He's refuting that's him. <laughs> He's saying that it's doctored, but I don't see where it is. It's uh... <laughs> so now, now the footy public, somebody on the internet <clears throat> will hopefully sync that up. They'll find the piece of footage yeah, that goes yep, with it, yep, um, and they'll sync it up so we can <laughs> so we can get it. But yes, un- under twelves footy can be trying on yeah. occasion. Well, Sean. like you said, you sat there, you told them at the huddle, we got them, we got this one, and they, they kicked three and ran away from you and got the better of you in the end. The one thing that I did find at the end of it was that realisation of there's only so much you can do as a coach. At some point, you've actually, like, you want control. You want to be able to orchestrate what the outcome is going to be. But the realisation very, very soon is you've got nothing. You're you're dealing with Will. (laughs) Fucking Will. Trying to make that work. (laughs) That's uh, that's good fun. I've actually, before we go any further, this is a surprise. This is a surprise for the man that sits across from me. He does not know this is coming. 
Well, I didn't know that was you coming. You didn't know it was coming. I'd on. at least seen the transcript of what was being said, but surprises didn't surprises do it any ju- didn't do the audio any justice at all. So I I have secured something that I think Fabian will like. Just for a bit of context. Most likely, I'm not going to like it. But. <laughs> oh, please. I'll let Tim see it first, and Tim will tell you if you'll like it or not. I secured this bad boy. It arrived yesterday. I pre-ordered this in mid-January. Wow. <laughs> he will love it. He will, he will, he love, will it. love it. Are you ready for this, Fabian? I am. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Do you love it? I, I'm in love. <laughs> so that I pre-ordered it, as I said, in mid-Jan, and it finally arrived. Tell us what it is, Fabian. It's a Michael Jordan Funko Pop. What? But it's a very specific Michael Jordan Funko Pop. Was oh, this a 96 ball? <laughs> 96 ball. No, <laughs> no, no it's, it's from that. He's doing the slam dunk. He is too. He is. Oh, it's elevated. In the, in the picture, yeah, he is. He's... um. He's on a little stand. So if you take it out of the box, he's on a stand. So he's a slam dunk he's competition. Dunking. Yep. So there are two others, and I thought that was the better of the three. Yeah, it's it's the it's the takeoff from the uh, from the foul line. There is yeah. also yeah. just for Tim's reference, like unfortunately, it only got released. I couldn't get it in time. There's a Muhammad Ali as well. <laughs> Dead set. They probably it's sold out. It's not quite. Them, it's not quite as good as the Michael Jordan one, but. Uh... So that's a surprise for Fabian. I've had that uh, sitting here all night as we've just been chewing the fat. Jeez, you've done well. This is uh, I'm overwhelmed. The great man, you're whelmed over, Steve. Um, What's his Steve Richards style? <laughs> Steve Richards? Steve Richards used to be one of our bosses. So we, when we worked oh. at Cardinal, before it was Grogan Richards, Cardinal. and the Richards was a fellow named Stephen Richards, Richards. Yeah. and he he had a couple of little funny turns of phrase. And um, I don't know when the, when he was retired. I think he retired, and um, obviously people like to use the term oh, "I'm overwhelmed." He would always say, "Oh, I'm a little whelmed over." <laughs> Deliberately, <laughs> deliberately, deliberately. Oh, yeah. Not, not through yeah, not yeah. knowing. It was just it, it was a well, little bit, a little bit of irony and a little bit of everyone's got poetic their own, license own and uh, yeah. And it, he he had the good quirks. So, Excellent. and whenever he'd speak like that, I'd just sit in the background and giggle. giggle. And most other people probably thought, "Is he being serious?" This and deserves a shout out. Shout out to Steve Richards. Shout out to Steve Richards, former, um, former Commodore of the. He's to sign our checks. I'll shout out to him, but uh, I didn't have a lot to do with Steve Richards. No, I didn't have a lot. I mean, he he'd was a structural me. engineer. He'd eyeball me every time I went and had a chat to uh, to Kurt Forbes, but uh, apart from that... Shout out to Kurt. Shout out to Kurt, big Chelsea fan. Um, He's the one who left the greatest voicemail message of all time about the darts, if you recall, Sean. I don't remember anything about that at all. I think we mentioned it on pod, but anyway. Uh, <clears throat> moving on, just before we get into sports stuff, um, seen a couple of movies, Tim. You went and saw a movie today. Oh, I did. Probably not, uh, and Fabian will disagree with this, probably not the most anticipated movie to be released in living memory. But M- Mine was not. No. I managed to catch that one this morning. <laughs> but uh, what did you see? I saw a Korean movie mm-hmm. named Burning. Okay. Sounds and good. I um, I had a bit of the afternoon to kill. Went out with my wife. Shout out to Lisey. Big crowd. Uh, we were one of maybe eight mm-hmm. in the cinema. Um, we were half the age of anybody else in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, this was at Palace Bourne, which... It's a lovely theatre. Tells a bit of a story, but it is a lovely theatre. Um, and I was just... I, I was ready to be entertained. I wanted to find a good movie. Read a few reviews, nothing that was... I mean, I'm not, I'm not big on... I, I would watch... Avengers Endgame. It's interesting that you thought 
I want to be entertained. You know, it says crowd pleasing. Off Broadway Korean mu- uh, movies, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, I, I read I read a few reviews and it got it got really really highly regarded. Um, I'm feeling like there's a bit of stalling going on here, Timbo. What's your th- what's your verdict? Do we want to do the old style SEN scoring? No, no. Look, I, I, to be honest, I'm still trying to work it out. Okay. I, I, I'm no like actually work out what Were I watched. Subtitles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not catching up on my Korean in between just to try and fill a few saying? gaps. But one one of the reviews said um, this was a two hour and twenty eight minute movie, mm-hmm. mind you, and they said it, it's a bit slow to start. A slow burner. And it was sort of like wow. It, it was a mystery. It was a mystery mystery thriller, mm-hmm. I guess is what you would call it. And uh, and they introduced the characters. Awfully slowly, okay. and, and and everything's happening, and you and you're kind of watching it, going, "Where are we going here?" And then finally, when you get there, and it, and it's st- even the build up, the build up to the crescendo was still really a really really slow gatherer, and you finally got there, and it's and it's one of those movies that sort of tells you what's happened, but they don't they don't smash you in the face with it. You've got to you've got to have you've got to get the last few bits together in your mind because mm. it finishes on the precipice. It's sort of like The Prestige where it's telling you all along. Yeah, but yeah. You, you I've haven't... not seen The Prestige, so I'll agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very We've good spoken movie. about The Prestige before. Yeah, okay. But it sounds that similar thing where they, once again, they don't beat you over the head with it, Yep. but you're looking elsewhere. Yes. You're thinking, no, yep. is it this guy? Is it him? Is it him? What's this? What does that mean? No, no, that doesn't, whatever. And you're getting sidetracked and it's it's there. Yeah. Well, this was a really, really well-made movie. But for two hours What's and 28... Burning. Burning. And what is your score? Do you know the convention out of five goals? Out of five goals, I'd probably give it... I'd probably give it three goals, four. Three, four? Okay. Yeah. So it was. it's thorough... Like, it's the sort of thing that if you grabbed it on DVD, unless you were absolutely in the greatest patient mood of all time... you turn it off. You would turn it off. Yeah. And, and I dead said, I, I think I nodded off at one point. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not as, I'm not as bad as Fabian... <laughs> Um, and Elise turned around, have, she goes, did you fall asleep? And, um, I, and it was like, possibly. At some point, I may have lost consciousness. I'm not 100% <laughs> so, sure. And, and, and that's probably not selling it in the way that it should be. But the one thing I said to Elise when I left, I loved, I, I love a thriller, murder, mystery type thing. I loved um, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. And I loved... The original? Yeah, I loved the Scandinavian version of it. Was it... Was it Swedish. It was Swedish, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't Danish, Swedish. Um, and when they redid it as an American version, I just sort of thought it just didn't need to be done. I had hopes for it because David Fincher was doing it. David Fincher's excellent. And it just, yeah, it was a bit sort of like at the end of it, you thought you could have just left well enough alone. That's what I reckon. Yeah. Whereas if you Americanized, and it doesn't have to be American, but if you, if you Americanized the Korean version and you did it in 90 minutes... I reckon you could have a really good movie. They'll probably do that. They'll probably do because it. I think it was a it was a really strong story. Of course, Fabian, they did that. What yet. you saw of it anyway? Yeah. What, what you remember? What you were <laughs> well, for. If I nodded off, I nodded off for dead set five seconds. I didn't miss like twenty minutes of um, the movie. Infer- it's like, it like me and Interstellar. Infernal Affairs. Was it Interstellar? What did we watch? Uh, first Man. First Man. And then he tried to. I was fucking, the first man to fall asleep in a theater. And then, and then he tried to debate me on the merits of the fucking film, like the actual hmm, foolishly. But uh, it'll be like Infernal Affairs, Fabian, which is obviously a very well-liked Hong Kong cinema uh, classic, which became The Departed. Ah, very good movie. Right, yes. Which they then obviously dropped in a bunch of A-list stars and just sort of not... Infernal Affairs is a really, really good film, but, you know, Americanise it. And I went and saw Endgame this morning, 8am, the first screening wow. publicly in Australia. And and, and it, 
It's, oh, blown away. Yeah. It's For the, all the right reasons. All the right reasons. The culmination of 11 years of storytelling and, and every character gets their payoff. Good. And every character gets served Good. well. Good. There, there are moments, packed, packed theatre, um, and like I was saying to Fabian a bit earlier, there are moments of like cheering. Because you moved to... Packed theatre, 8 o'clock. It's the most anticipated. You disputed me. The general Did people Bance, not work? Shout out to the general Bance crew. Um, well, I took a day of annual leave today, not to see the Avengers, nor to see Burning. But I think I a, a, lot, a lot of people probably would have taken either yesterday, today, and probably and just right. made a real super long weekend of it. Yeah. But um, no, look, packed theatre, and there was much of the dismay of the general Bance crew. Shout out to the general Bance crew who you know don't see the Avengers Endgame as the most anticipated piece of media going at the moment. Um, I'm just saying that there's a portion of society who this film means nothing to. But, but saying, that's every movie. Yeah, I I just think, there's, and there's a few of us who like the Avenger movies, like Iron Man, like Captain America, especially the early ones and stuff. 11 movies. Sorry, 11 years, 22 movies. Just oversaturation. But that's why, like the, you can't, but that's why it's so the, good. The layman can't keep up with all this stuff. But are they making the movie for the layman? And this is what I said to Fabian earlier. This movie, unashamedly, is made for the fans. Yeah. There are moments that call back. Pretty much every film has a reference. Yep. Some of them bigger than others. But from little one, one-liners, where you go, oh, that's really well done, to bigger set pieces, it's got arguably the biggest spectacle ever committed to screen, um, and it's just jaw-dropping. Yep. It's absolutely just... Well, don't give away too much. No, I'm not, I'm not giving away anything, but it's just bewildering. Is it bigger than the big ball-chasing... Harrison Ford through the tunnel at the a beginning little bit of bigger Raiders. than that, yeah, a little yeah. bit bigger than that. Because um, that, to me, like to, that is, oh, it's classic. That's Hollywood at its greatest, and that's classic Hollywood sort of serial. Yeah, and this is what Fabian, I think, fails and to. And the Independence Day where they blow up, yeah, the White House or whatever. Well, and this is what Fabian fails to fails to reconcile is that Everyone, the film... everyone's got testicles and opinions, Tim. Well, every man has. Did, did you mean assholes? Everyone's got an arse on. Yeah, that's right. Anatomy, not his strong suit. Um, <laughs> this is what Fabian fails to reconcile, is that the the serial, what Marvel have done to their eternal credit is, I know, I thought when Harry Potter finished, I went, oh, that's a really, that's an unbelievable achievement. You know, you've made eight films with the same cast yep. telling the linear story and each one of them, you know, really good movie. And you kind of got to do them reasonably close to one reasonably another because you can't have... A nine-year-old and I went bookending a thirty-five-year-old. Like, they got that on the money. I went, that's unbelievable. And when that wraps up, I thought, I don't think that's going to be really difficult to do ever again. Like Star Wars has had big gaps yep. in between the trilogies, so you got different casts, whatever. To do twenty-two movies that culminate as they have with the cast that they've had, telling the story that they have, interweaving. Not everything's been a hit. Like I've been hot and cold on different entries, and but they've each served a purpose. Well, 22 episodes, a, you can't you can't be but 22 this, for 22. This is a fucking triumph of just pop culture. You go and see it. And is it strength, the plot? Is it... Characters. It's always it, the characters. It's just the characters. But they have, they've clearly tied it together well. Oh, brilliantly. And there's bits where, like I said, just without giving anything away, little lines that tie into a, a, a really... A line that was said in a movie five years ago. Yeah. And in isolation, you go, oh, yeah, it's a quirky. But when they bring it out again, you go, oh, it's really nice. And the way it like, it's just brilliant. I, look, this is cinema at its absolute best. At its absolute, you have to go to the movies to go and see this. Something like Burning, all due respect to Burning. You sit there and go, you can watch that on the TV at home. And, Absolutely. And sit there and go, yeah, good movie. This has to be seen on the big screen. Because I, I got a membership to IMAX recently. 
purely because there's some big movies that you can see on that screen. Yeah, they're shot with like 70 millimeter IMAX. If you're going to do it, you know, if, for the right movie, if you're going to do it, do it right. No yeah. spoiler. Look, this is this on the last word. George on Michael just keeps rearing his head in this. Um, big George Michael fan. <laughs> on the last look, crowd pleasing. It's just um, the most. If you've committed to this this series, uh, it's just the most satisfying way for a lot of these characters' times to be Footy wrapped score. up. Footy score. Footy score. You're back in the D's tonight. Just preempting that. Um, footy score for me. I, I, honestly, if it's out of five goals, like I fucking adored it. Really? Absolutely adored it. Five straight? I'm giving it, I'm giving it six goals out of five. Shit. Jesus. But and see, this thing, for someone like you, you'd sit there and you'd poo-poo it and you'd piss it because you haven't been on the journey. You haven't committed to the journey with the characters to get them to this point I'm not poo-pooing where you anything. care about them and you sit there and go, anything. what you've achieved. Like Robert Downey Jr., when Robert Downey Jr. dies. Spoiler he's, alert. He's, no, when the man, when the actor dies. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when Robert Downey Jr. dies, he's in memoriam at the Oscars. Yeah. He's Tony Stark. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. It, and it saved his career. No, it's, and it's and he, is, he has been... What he has done for this series and what it has done for him, like, he's just... Smashed uh, it. He's just unbelievable. smashed it. Yeah. But all of them, everyone, Kevin Feige, the producer, John Favreau, who made the first Iron Man's, Chris Evans, Captain America, Hemsworth, who's Thor. Like I said on Twitter, this is the house that all of them built. Yeah. 11 years ago yep. I remember going to see Mike uh, we played indoor soccer back in 2008 uh, it was a Thursday night and we wrapped up playing indoor soccer and raced out to the cinema because we were meeting some mates to go and watch Iron Man did like, you do, did you do not, this Fabian? not really knowing like no, what it was no. not really just knowing oh, it's a new it's superhero no Sean back it's a new oh, superhero cool. film Iron Man oh yeah okay we'll give it a go looks okay and walked out of it going that was pretty good yeah, yeah it was good fun and you see you going 11 years later what the story? The story still the held, unbelievable. Because yeah. I, I look, I love. I've got a couple of mates. Shout out to Mitch. Mitch loves his comics, loves his superheroes. Loves he's, his D's. He loves his D's. Um, and he's ridden all of these series, you know, really, really closely. Very similar to you, Sean. And um, he he just never misses them. And and just sometimes the next one comes up, and and I'm just a bit. Just I'm just not in the headspace to mm. take another one on, and and so none of the Captain America movies has have ever interested me. I think I've seen them. If I have, it hasn't held me. But I like Iron Man, particularly early. The later ones, not so much. Love an Incredible Hulk, but I've always loved Incredible Hulk. Um, some of them are great. I, I've, I saw the preceding episode on the plane over to uh, Bali last Infinity year. Infinity War. Yeah, and and, and I just I, I kind of didn't get it. And the whole Thanos thing and the fucking fist and the the the, the crystals and all that stuff. Can, can yeah. we quote this and have it as a movie review? The fucking and, and Thanos thing and, and the fist. <laughs> but but it was like to me he was the ultimate enemy, and it was sort of like he could have done better than that. He wiped out half of the universe. Yeah, good on him. Which is all he wanted to do. He just didn't. But it didn't. I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel Which it. Which is fine, Sean. People are allowed to have their opinion. People are, are allowed not to like things. Same way you don't like... I'm not saying I didn't like it. It just didn't... It wasn't me. It wasn't, Fabian's wasn't gonna my some, movie. Fabian's going to make movie. some crack about me being a quasi-racist because no, I don't no, like bad racist. boys. You don't like American... Like, urban culture. 
That's well, fine. I've never said that ever. Where you just I, don't like anything. Like you don't ever, like anything that has anything to do with. Where have I ever said he that? He likes he likes Avengers Endgame. What, he's not. What, he's what, seen what? every movie under the sun and yet hasn't seen any of the bad boys movies. Oh fucking jeez. Fuck! I haven't seen a Godfather movie, and I I I, I like movies, and I have not seen a Godfather movie. So we're, we're all flawed. <laughs> he, but he makes claims like, oh, "What do you mean you haven't seen Friday?" Thinking, got no interest in seeing Friday because I don't like any of the people in it. <laughs> so have you not seen Friday? No. Or yeah. next Friday? Or the one? There was another one, wasn't there? Was the third Friday one. after next. You know, Bad Boys. And then he's trying to say, "I don't like Will Smith." I was like, "I love Will Smith." Yeah. Cool. You don't like Kevin Hart? No, I don't find him funny. So why would I go watch his movies? It's because you don't like black comedy. You don't like uh, urban culture. You I, don't, like, just... I like Delirious and Raw. I love Eddie Murphy. What are you oh, talking about? That's undisputed. Everyone likes. You gotta be out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> Let's move on. We're a sports podcast. Can I move think. on? You haven't. You've had enough of that, have you? No, because I'm not, I wasn't calling you a racist. Oh, yes, I was just well. stating the fact that you don't. That's not your wheelhouse. That's not. I might need to. Might need like. to publish some messages you've been sending me. <laughs> Can we talk, Damien Lillard? Oh, fucking I mean, that, that highlight today is... I haven't seen anything. Oh, please. So, no. Mate, even I've no. seen this. Can you pause and just watch it? Even I've seen this. Please. Well, talk us through it. So today... Why, um, did they, why did he not just fucking rush him? Like, I get it. You sit there and go, Paul George. Like, I get it. He's miles. He's like, what, 22 feet or something away. Yeah, he's... Like, I understand it. But, you're like, don't let him have the shot at all. Make him have the worst shot imaginable. Well, I think that was the thing. I, I think George has put him into a, uh, a a a tough position, but you're playing at Portland. It's a draw. It's coming to the end of time. You're you've made the decision. I'm having the last shot of the game, um, so we're, we're not going to lose. So I may as well commit to a shot and see what I can do. And as you said, Paul George just just wasn't quite up into his face enough. And the new era of NBA basketball and the quality of shooting says um, there's no issues with having a shot eight foot behind but the three-point like, three line. He's got nothing to lose. He puts up the shot. If he misses, exactly, he misses. Exactly right. right. Exactly right. And and in the in the press conference afterwards, they're interviewing both Russell Westbrook I've seen and, it. and Paul George. Scores level. It's, just, it's a Hail Mary that happened to go in. You'd think it was the greatest moment to, to in the win the, of the to sport. win the series, but and, and, uh, and after all the by- that, a series that they're up three yeah, one. No, they are. It's they not are. game seven, but there's been a hell of a lot of by play, in, predominantly instigated by Russell Westbrook He's against Damian Lillard, and and the only thing that didn't make this perfect was that Paul George was defending him and not Russell Westbrook because he's turned around, he's done his little shimmy. He's had the shot. He's drained. Oh, it's a it. beautiful shot. And it, have you seen the reverse when he turns around <coughs> and he waves? He does the he does the <laughs> Brad Pierce? The does the old Brad Pierce? He does. He waves to the OKC bench. The highlights package didn't extend that far. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, that, that won't come back to bite him. And then, and then, yeah, exactly right. And then they're interviewing Westbrook and Paul George after the game, and somebody somebody says, um, "Talks through it, Paul George," <laughs> and he goes, um, "Was." It was a bad. It was a bad choice of shot. It's a bad shot, and it was sort of like, yeah, but he made but it. He made it. <laughs> but hold on, and, and I get the what time he, is running out. He, it, it, there is no other shot on offer. There's no other shot on offer. Well, but he stood back. He stood back, and he elected. He elected. Like I, I think, George probably thought at some point he was probably going to try and drive, 
and he was sort of waiting for the next move. And then in the end, I think Lillard looked at him and said, you're going to give me this much space. You're going to disrespect me that much. But I reckon I'll just, he's, he's waiting I'll just for him. In. He's probably got a better turn of foot than what Paul George has. So Paul George has stayed off him enough. I'll, Paul George I'll, I'll is still, him in the least dangerous still, position still a good possible. Four feet outside of the three-point arc. I reckon, look, I reckon it was more than that. So where... Where's the point where you have to like? I don't. You know, I, don't, you know, I, don't I don't. But Fabian, having watched, he it, made it. Okay, you know what he my, made it. You know what my yeah. point of view is. It's a good shot. Yeah, it's a great yeah, it's shot. A it shot. wins in the game. It wins in the series. But for me, the the um, the way it's been received is indicative of the sports media, particularly the American sports media, where every day they need the sports center number one. What's the play of the day? Yeah. So yeah. every yeah. play of the day is the best thing we've ever seen. Oh, that's but, that but doesn't I, I think one of the other, to one of the other roses. Oh, please. Uh, please stop it. Jesus. Please stop it. <laughs> Getting all misty-eyed about the fucking balls again. I would rather you say that, talk that way about a team and a player that you don't support. Fucking do you do you recall that buzzer beater by... I'll have to look at it later. Fucking hell. <laughs> I remember a couple speaking of LeBrons of speaking, speaking of being... Or becoming... Or Kobe Bryant. Speaking of becoming a legend because of what you may have delivered, Derek Rose... <laughs> Derek Rose was a, an MVP. Had the ball seated number one. One suck mate, does not a his, summer he, make. He did his. He did his knee. Yeah, well, stiff shit. That happens. Oh, John Coleman. Well, fuck you. Nah. Well, John Coleman did it when they couldn't reconstruct Please. knees. Yeah, hold on. Look, Derek this Rose has been phenomenally unlucky. No, no, you don't dismiss John Coleman, do you? No, you, no, you, no, you no, look he, at John Coleman. This is what. John. No, because he still kicked five hundred goals in ninety-eight games. So his oh, record right. speaks for itself. And he won well, premierships Derek, and he coached premierships. Derek Rose... Did nothing. ...was the best player in the league. No, he wasn't. At, for, for, a, for an instant. Yeah. There was a game that Darren, Darren Tarkson played five minutes of the best footy I've ever seen, but I'm not going to say he's the best, he, greatest player of all time. Fabian laughed at me when I said that Seriously? for a minute, Blink-182 were the biggest band in the world. I well, said they, I didn't they say they were the biggest band in the world for years. I said for a window not there... Not even for a minute they, yeah, they were. were. No, they absolutely were. No, in their genre they may no, have no, been. No, they absolutely no. were. They were the biggest band in the world. For a split I'm second, not, I'm not having this debate about For a split second, right. and I concede it was a split second. You're sitting here going, "Oh, D Rose is this, and D Rose is that." For a Your blink of, of the Derek eye, Rose D Rose is was the best. To my analysis of the Avengers Endgame, having not seen it, shit movie. That's it. Done. So at their best, <laughs> dismissing okay, it. Okay, so in two two thousand, what year was it? Twenty ten, twenty eleven. Yeah, twenty ten. Twenty ten. Yeah. Who do you take? Adolf. Fucking pick. Schoolyard, line them up against the wall. Do you take D Rose with your number one pick in the draft? You can against have any two. player in the competition. Anyone. Any you can have anyone. anyone in the NBA at the time. Yeah. Oh no, LeBron James was. You just said he was the best player in the fucking competition. He was the MVP that year. You've also he said, took us to the number one seed. You've also said many, many. LeBron many times, was in a side with. Um, Chris Bosch and um, you've many you on many occasions you've said that LeBron James is the MVP until he is not. Yes, when I, he was not yeah. winning MVPs. Yes, so you sit there. You yourself have already discredited but the I'm mantle of MVP. I'm not. Yeah, but you got to understand. You're dismissing Derrick Rose like he was a flash in the pan. He was a flash in the pan. That's exactly what he was. Move on. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, no, I know seriously, what I know what you're saying. Was, Saddle up, get on your fucking horse. He was crueled by injury, but and, he was and a flash ride the down the Flemington Strait. If he's <laughs> never watched a fucking game of basketball, nah, if, no, Fabian, we're not doing. This. If Derek Rose had not done an ACL, this wasn't my and, offside storm and, out of him. And he continued 
at the on the trajectory that he was at, four years. and they, and four years, and he had longevity of performance for where he was at until he got injured. Yes, he would have been one of the greatest players of all time, if not the one greatest. of the greatest players. He'd be like he would, have, in my eyes, he would have surpassed a Harden or a Westbrook. Or that. He'd be yep. just above them. He's yep. not. He's not. He, a, I reckon he'd be right where Westbrook is, but he'd probably be a better team player, and he'd involve others around him more so. Rather than he was cut doing down his own thing. in his prime. And you're dismissing that. No, I'm not. He and was you're cut also down thinking in his prime. that he played. No, we're not dismissing that he was cut down. We're we're dismissing your ridiculous assertion that he was a the best player in basketball and at the B, time, he wasn't a flash in the pan. At the time, he was MVP. It was too br- it was too brief a sample size. Yeah, totally agree. It's two to one, Fab Neil. Oh, take that two, L. Two, <laughs> you lose. Take that L. <laughs> Okay. Are we going to move on to but the... But I take your point. You two can fucking move on to whatever you want. I've lost it. Are we going to uh, move on now to the biggest story out of the weekend, which was um, the Blue Boys? Yes, let's talk about that. I want to say what has pleased me... <laughs> some high fives. Fabian's perked up again. How good. Good to have him back. He's back. <laughs> um, what I want to say, from my point of view, what was really pleasing out of the result was... Like the week before up on the Gold Coast, but more convincingly, we had gotten ourselves in a position to win the match. Yep. So, like I said, we played better against the Bulldogs, but against the the Gold Coast, we had them in very much a similar situation and we just failed to put them away. Whereas on Sunday afternoon, we got ourselves into a winning position. And Levi rammed home the final nail. And most Carlton fans would have been sitting there half thinking, don't, here we go again, don't. Like, if we can see the first goal... I was waiting for what was going to happen. If we can see the first goal, let's see how we react. But they started the fourth fourth quarter positively. They went on with the result. They got the result. Biggest win was in four years or something. First time we kicked 100 points in 50 games, 59 games. 59. Which was an important milestone. It's just a number. But A, to get the win... Just and to be, just to take that it's, off it's the table. Just, it's but psychologically, even for ourselves. And I, well, you blokes had the unfortunate um, circumstance of sitting next to me during the preseason game against Essendon. But what was I saying when Essendon started coming back? I said, "I don't give a shit if we win or lose. I just want to crack the ton." Yep. It's like, and Mick didn't do a whole lot of things right at Carlton, but Mick came in and said, "This whole we can't win at Eddie Had thing is just it's nonsense." It's nonsense. It's just yeah. a bloody grand that you play for. And the club on. sold it. The club indulged that. So, yep. Yeah. Break it. Get it out. Carlton can't kick 100 points. Yes, we can. Move on. Yep. One of the most pleasing things, surely, for uh, for Carlton fans would have been the performances of two young players in particular. Um, there was a lot of good contributions from a lot of young players. Cam Paulson and Lockie um, O'Brien? Not so much Cam Paulson, no. Um, no I thought, I'm, I'm being uh, I thought, facetious. facetious. I thought Sam Walsh was, again, really, really good. Um, you know, his last two weeks have been excellent. We spoke last week about how his performance on the Gold Coast, I think, was the first performance worthy of really genuine praise. Yep. Um, he continued that on Sunday. But, of course, Samo and Harry. Samo, from the moment they bounced the ball, I think he got the first clearance of the game and I thought to myself, he's on. He's absolutely on. And, and I think I, I text you guys very early um, and and said something along the lines of, Samo's brought his own footy. He's, he was just—he was so. He, he pulled up. He pulled up in the last quarter. Like he—he he was, like he'd passed thirty possessions. Twenty-five at half time. Yeah. So I'm saying he's—I'm he, pretty sure when it all kind of was in the bag, he—not that he took a backward step or didn't go as hard. He just—he he slowed up, which that no, was a phenomenal performance by by Samo. 
I thought that his ability to um, dictate the tempo of the game yep. was extremely important, uh, and we haven't really had anyone do that for a very, very long time. But now, that was an absolutely outstanding performance and ranks alongside. He played an excellent game against Essendon in the wet. Collingwood? Collingwood as well. I think yeah, there was that, the wet game. The wet, the wet game was Collingwood. We're wearing the navy blues. Yeah, I think monogram, it was Essendon. The blue. He, on he blue. played an excellent game against Collingwood, but his first real standout game was in the wet against yeah, Essendon because okay. he got his rising star nomination in the Collingwood yeah. game. But that but, that's yeah. that the Essendon was game. Those, he was so clean. Yeah. It was rain, and he was just clean. It looked like the ball was dry. Yeah. But uh, so he, look, he was excellent. The, the key for him now is don't make it a one-off. Spot on. You got to turn. Not we're not expecting twenty-five possessions and a half every week, but we need that kind of impact from you every week. Um, and if you know, everyone's going to have a bit of a down game here and there, but we need a level of consistency now that is near enough to what he showed on Sunday. And of course, the other one was Harry. Harry was um, by the end of the game, it uh, he'd taken Eastern Wood and Saint Cordy um, to the cleaners. Yeah, twenty. T- he had fifteen kicks, twenty touches, twenty touches. He was looking at the stats. Eleven, 11 marks, and once again, eleven I mean, marks. You mentioned Samo's first clearance, Harry's first mark. Yeah. At the end of that sequence, you thought, "Good start." Yeah. And then he missed the goal, and you thought, and, and, and that not, was the easy one because the one yeah. well, a minute later was. And we just kept on saying, "This is a guy that just needs to value his shots on goal because he should have kicked that." He's very and then obviously casual. the the one he's very not, casual, not in like a lazy, complacent no. way, but he just comes in very casual. Do you know what? It'll I'm... either be his biggest strength yeah. by the end of his career or his greatest weakness because mm. he's he's you, you've always got stuck into me saying that the way that I use um, the I word laconic, yes, means that, brief or yeah, short. Yeah, so I've always understood and clearly incorrectly. I always, I always understood laconic being. Not in, not putting relaxed enough and energy yeah. in, and uh, yeah. In any case, <laughs> my my incorrect version of that word he 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 doesn't take enough care, but he's also he looks like he'll never be the guy that will um, tighten up under mm. pressure. In fact, if anything, he's almost the exact opposite. Mm. And through not he needs to tighten up with, rather than yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Just in any case, but look, he's he's he missed leading. the first one that. He's got the, a flat, the point of the year. He's got a flat kick. His trajectory is always quite very right Charlie kind of gets a bit, maybe a bit too much air in his. Levi his, does too. And but Harry's a flat. It's a flat he really fifty punches meter kick, it, doesn't he? Yeah. On Charlie, does he come? I don't. At the moment, anyway, I don't think he comes back in. I certainly don't think his form warrants him coming. I straight don't think back he in. comes back in. He's not playing forward. Personally, I, I don't think. I think it'd be an, a good opportunity to send a message. We're not winning. We're not playing finals. We're not winning premierships this year. This is a perfect opportunity. Opportunity to say, you don't get no, games. mate. You don't get. We're not, we're not gifting games. But are we going to play Charlie Curnow in the twos? Yep. I got no. If that's what they decide, no, no. What's going to happen is Charlie Curnow's coming straight back into this side. I'd have no issue if he played in the twos. I've no issue at all. I don't think his form early in the season. And some people take this the wrong way that you're writing him off or drawing a line. I just don't think his form and fitness has warranted a spot in the team. If Lockie O'Brien's of, playing on a wing. You play Charlie Kerno on a wing. I don't think he's fitness. I don't think he can. Well, then you don't play him. No, I, no, no, I think that if I got no issue with him on a, not fit, on, on a wet, play. blustery day in Launceston, mm. mind you, I've not spoken to Sean's mum, so I don't know the weather. Shout out to Leslie. Um, shout out to <laughs> Leslie, but um, it's notoriously pretty shit. I just think down that in Tasmania. I, I, so I just reckon that on the we're not going to go in tall. 
or the, overly tall. Given, you know, I thought Matty Cruz had played really well. Admittedly, Tim English was one out all day and, and battled, you know, up against it. He got can beaten I, in the hitouts, which is funny. What the fuck were the Western Bulldogs doing? It was doing? good to see another team cock it up at selection. Oh, like what their, their back line? How many key defenders did they have? One, one. or two? No, no, it was or one. East, Eastern Wood and Cordy. Eastern, Eastern Wood is potentially the best running back pocket in the competition. I don't disagree. He like he, The fact that he can play tall, good luck to Eastern Wood. And, and I love East. I, I really, really rate him as a footballer. Hey, poor um, uh, Hayden Crozier on like McGovern. And... Well, and, he, and he can jump and all that mm. sort of stuff. And, that, and that's fine. How many key forwards did they have? Uh, just Norton. Aaron Norton. They had one. And then they've gone Tim English rucking all well, on his had, own. They um, had Dixon, wasn't he? No. Leading up in the ball. Dixon's, Dixon's a medium. six foot one. I'm saying, hey, mate, we played Eddie Betts as a leading forward. A- absolutely. For, for, absolutely. But but in the end. The, Michael Gibbons. <laughs> the difference between the two teams and recognising like recognizing that we had Weedering, Jones, Marchbank, they, and Plowman. Who, and Plowman can play a little bit smaller. We, need, we had a tall defence. They assumed that the ball would be on the deck. And the way they tried to play it at a breakneck speed, but they they, they had plan A, they had plan A, mm. and and they sat there and they've gone, we are the best clearance team in the AFL after four rounds, and that we smashed them in that area, and and they've said and they've turned around and and their match committee have looked one another in the eyes and they've said, we'll beat them in the middle, and we'll and it won't we'll, be a problem. It won't be a problem. We'll control the ball. We'll run all over the top of them. They'll be too big. We'll smash them, and you've gone okay. Good plan A. What happens if Patrick Cripps, who probably is the best clearance player in the competition, gets a hold of us? The fuck do we do then? I want to um, make a special shout-out to uh, Cripper. I put this out on the Prendercast tweet, I think, but I got the feeling pretty early on, it was very early in the game, I turned to Dad and said, we're looking at a guy who, not taking it to heart, not taking it the wrong way, but took the comparisons between him and Bontempelli and this... Match up between him and Bontempelli and thought, here yeah, right. let's, not, see, how we, let's see how we best, go. Do you know what the best thing? It's Patrick Jordan Cripsy. and Clyde Drexler. He, he, thought, yes. let's, he thought, let's see how we go. But the one thing that I would, what I thought would have happened is he'd try too hard, he'd try and do it all on his own, he'd push blokes off, he'd take guys on, he'd be pumping into the forward line all on his own. And he, did, he did the opposite. Campbells. He did exactly he, the opposite. He, he pegged it back to what he was... His wheelhouse. We love using this term. Yeah, he's, he's gone back to the handball. He's gone back. I'm going to get it out to he's, others. He's making other and blokes around like, him look better. He's had 32 handballs. Yeah, five kicks. Five kicks. 37. Is he the best kicks. player in the competition at right the moment? Right now, yes. yes, yes, yes. I can't think of anyone better than him. Everybody. The only other person people keep throwing up five. is Nat Five or Brody Grundy for for different reasons. I'm falling in love with Brody Grundy. Brody Grundy's a fucking good footballer. He is. He's he's got the he's a perfect build for a modern ruckman. Oh, he can run. He's, he's so got, he's, he's strong, but he can run. He's get clean. around. Yeah, nah. He's, he's the best foot. ruckman. He's the best ruckman in the league by a street at the moment. Yeah. Max Gorn's G- gone Gorn's backwards. Not in great. No, he hasn't gone backwards, but he just hasn't improved the way Grundy has. And, no, and, I don't. And, th- and I don't think Gorn's think in, in the form that he Gorn, was last year. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And and they're using Gorn in a slightly different way. They're trying to use him up forward as well. And I reckon that just. Sometimes with a ruckman, you just got to keep them involved, and and I think Gorn is. I think they've basically. 
I think what they've said last year is they've said Gorn got very tired at the end of the season and they've said we need to help this guy out. That's why they've recruited Braden Pruce. That's why they're playing him forward. But I think it's not helping Gorn and it's clearly not helping Melbourne either. Mm-hmm. So, But, you know, I, I just needed to have it. Like, for everything we did well and everything we did great, we had a side who just cocked it up against us and the one thing that every side has looked to do against Carlton is to put pressure on our midfield and our ball use, and they didn't do it. And, and, the, and I we think killed them. What was pleasing for me too was for the first time in I don't even know how long we played a team that um, had pressure on them to kick goals. Yeah. And that showed mm. in in the end with a kick seven, what was it? 12. Or 12 15 or something. 15, but yeah. the whole point was because their shots on goal mattered. 7-15. Yep. Every shot on goal they had mattered yep. for the first time in I don't know how long against us. Yep, spot on. Because you had to keep scoring, you had to keep... And that's what scoreboard pressure does. And, but and, and you sat there watching and you're going, after watching Sydney kick every single shot for fuck. goal in the first quarter yeah. against when we played them, except for the last last shot of the quarter was well, Sam Reid who like 6-0 to 5-6. one because Reid yeah. missed the last Billy shot. Billy Gales is no Isaac Heaney. So. Well, that, that's exactly. Oh, look, Billy, Gow- Bill, oh, Billy oh, Gow's played well. Oh, Billy Gow's like, and you thought Billy Gow's is the sort of bloke who will delight in ripping our heart out because he's the medium-sized forward we had. Which is right. We need better than him, though. Um, no, no. I don't ultimately, before that. we move on, I think not the worry, but the one sort of downside. Tim sort of touched on it a little bit. Was um, we need to make sure we aren't relying. This is going to sound stupid. You need to make sure we've got a game plan, and we haven't yet shown this that isn't completely reliant on our best players doing what they did. True, true. So Samo, Samo and Cripps aren't going to have 50 touches at halftime no. every week. Harry's Especially not, Samo. Harry's not going to mark the ball like that every week. No. It, that, you know, Levi's not going to kick those two of those set shots he did every week. I'll say but, that. But it's belief from... No, I agree belief from That's me. why they've like, got we, a, we talked the two words last week were belief and trust. Yep. And it's the belief that when the ball comes into your area that you can get it. And it's the belief and the trust from your teammates that Harry's going to be there. And even if he doesn't clunk it, if we have to get front and centre, we know where it's going to be. And we know that he's not going to get beaten. So we've got to continue to do the next phase of play as well. And that and that's the one thing that I reckon we've done poorly. You know, a ball will squirt free and three Carlton players will push to the next contest and it'll be three on one. And if we don't win it, we've just left two teammates free. Yep. And it's just got to be, you know, Cam Paulson, you go or whoever it happens to be. You go one on one there, I'll cover the next bloke. If you can square the if you can square the the contest, great. But if if you lose it, the next phase we've got you covered. Yeah. And as just touching on what Sean says, having our good players play well. Levi had a good game. He was He's not one of our best players anymore. And he's not one of our best players. But he was in every contest but and he's kicked the three goals, which is generally his downfall. He doesn't yep. kick He's only taken what five marks. Yep, but that was Levi. Talent. But I'm talent. saying he had so many chances to. On any other day, he holds on to a lot more marks, and it would yep. have been an even better performance. So there's True. improvement all over the ground to be had. Yep. We'll move yeah, on I to agree. the round in general. So, uh, obviously tonight, Richmond play Melbourne at the MCG. Um, we won't sort of talk about that too much, but uh, Fab and I have each gone for Richmond. Tim's getting desperate already. He's gone for Melbourne. Um, having said that, at the time of record, the Tigers lead narrowly. Uh, midway through the third. Uh, tomorrow, the big one, Anzac Day at the MCG, Essendon and Collingwood. Uh, I'm just going to get this on the table. I think that this should be a grand final rematch every year. I can live with that. Um, Fabian hit the nail on the head in saying these two teams have turned it into a quasi-grand final in mm. their own minds. It's their supporters. They think 
And that's why the, the oh, Nathan Buckley is an absolute megastar footballer. I'm not taking anything, so don't get this misconstrued. But when people say Nathan Buckley's won X amount of Copeland's, two-time Brownlow medalist, and five-time Anzac... I don't give a fuck how many Anzac medals oh, he's won. I it's agree, a medal that no one else can get, so it just... It doesn't mean anything. It's irrelevant. And it's, I just think it's... It's like saying I'm a Ross Glenn Didding medalist. Fucking who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? But yeah. it's, it's, for me, it's a, it's a case of um, not every one of these games is a good game because you get teams at different ends of the ladder and blah, blah. If it's a grand final rematch, you're sort of going to have two pretty good teams playing Absolutely. every year. And Absolutely. there's a bit of spice and you just basically the grand final finishes and you go, well, they play again on Anzac Day. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and a lot of people year. have said the same thing about you know, when they like kicking the boots into Carlton and saying, why do Carlton and Richmond... Open the open the, uh, I got no re- the season. I got... it, it, it's a short-lived tradition that the AFL is happy to support. I've got no issue whatsoever if we don't. Well, and then a lot of people like... are saying, "Well, make the first game a grand final replay." And you go, "Yep, yeah, fair See, enough." See, I don't agree with the first game being a grand final replay. You want the season up and about first. You want you want to run in momentum. Yeah, um, but this game tomorrow, obviously, Collingwood go in playing pretty good footy. The Bombers go in on a pretty good run of form themselves, um, so that piques everyone's interest. I think that Collingwood will be far too good. Fitty. Fitty. <laughs> Collingwood by Fitty. And a shout out to you too, Fabian. He for didn't you, get it for right, you though. having the balls. He's, he's not yeah. giving it to me. For you to have the balls Last to not only year, say we're going to win, but we're going to win commandingly, um, I certainly hoped it. And I could see how it could happen. But when it came out the way that you said it, it was. Last fantastic. year, I said that Carlton would get within five goals of Sydney or lose by under five goals. We lost by 30 points, and this fucker wouldn't give it to me. I listened that day, and I wouldn't have but, given it to you either. So I'm not giving him. <laughs> that, I was, that was one a certainty. Point, you, I was one point out. You gave yourself out. a range. I was one point out. You he gave said, yourself a range. He said fitty. You missed it. He you said, missed it, but you had anything. He said fitty. What was the margin? It was 44. 44. So I was five points closer. You gave yourself 30 points range. He gave himself one point range. In fact, half either way. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He, he said, said 50 points. So you said if it's L, 49, Sean. you're wrong. Take the L. How am I taking the L? You were further <laughs> away than I was. <laughs> no, no, no. So we'll gang up on it, you later on, Tim. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> you, you've taken a five-goal range and missed by a point. Yep. <clears throat> He's gone zero-point range and missed by a goal. He's How is that better? He's further oh, away. I've taken a side that's won three games out of 34 <laughs> and said they're going to win by four. 50. Jesus. You had a lobotomy in this last weekend. How, how is being six points away closer than being one point Did away? Thanos take away half of your brain? <laughs> it's Thanos, mate. He doesn't own a fucking, uh, what is it, a no, it's Tuvaki van. It's Thanos, mate. It's spelt the same Thanos. Way. Don't Americanise it. It's not Americanise. It's, it's a Greek it's the name. character. It's a Greek name. He's Thanos. a fucking celestial. He's not Greek. He's a Greek celestial. So he's not Thanos like Thessaloniki or whatever his fucking name is. It's just Thanos. Anyway, right. Collingwood by Collingwood. 50. Collingwood. You going for? You're not risking this one, Timbo. I'm uh, not that desperate. No, look, I, I just, I still look. Essendon. You couldn't help but be impressed by the way that Essendon moved the footy they last week. They play the same way they always play. But they are played. downhill skiers and they are playing they are. against the worst team in the competition, who made them look even better than they were. So I'm with the pressure that Collingwood will put on coming off that half-back line. I, I, I'm just interested to see how Essendon stand up, but I, I, I haven't seen enough to have enough faith to say... I, I still think Collingwood, for a team that's lost, what, two or three games, have looked great. Two. Two. Um, 
I, I want to be on Collingwood. If the Pies get off to a start and Essendon can't all of a sudden downhill It could scoot. get ugly. It could get yeah. ugly. But then by the same token, if Hopefully. we front up here next week and say kudos to Essendon, three games in a row, big Mate, win against Essendon, you're going, yeah, fair enough. We're a win-win situation here. It's Collingwood-Essendon. True. On the Friday, Someone's it's gonna lose. Uh, Port Adelaide playing North Melbourne, um, which is just a nightmare of a game for Friday night. Can't wait for the Twitterverse to crack the sads about this one. Um, <laughs> if it was Carlton v anyone on a Friday night, everyone would be losing their mind. So yeah. Port v North is hardly going to... Bring the viewers in. Well, we got beaten by 92 years ago in that same matchup against Port at Adelaide Oval, and I saw nothing last weekend that would make me think that that isn't a genuine chance of happening again. That's what's most likely going to happen, but given the way the season's gone, oh, well, you can't North lock, Melbourne you can't might, might jag this. It's not, a, it's not a happy camp. They just don't look like they can score, North. They look slow. Why yeah. is Zebul playing forward? He's, something's wrong with him. Well, I think he's got no speed and he can't be in the midfield that they've already got, but he's dangerous big-bodied forward. He can be at centre. But the North have got this for a long, long time until it became just completely fanciful. I think they saw him as a dusty. Yeah. And they thought playing him one he's out. He's not athletic enough. I'm not, that's what I'm saying. They thought mm. by playing him one out, oh, he'd be real dangerous one out. And he's sort of like, yeah, he is, but he's not going to be kicking you three and fours. But he's also the bloke, if he does something big in a game... He's just got that come-with-me presence about him. And, and as a captain, if he can do something that really impacts the game, he can... How often he does can, he do that? Not enough, absolutely. But he, he, I think they've looked at him and say, let's put him in the place where he can impact the most and see if we can't have a win. And it's he, he's doing too much of it on his own. Speaking of having a win, do we all think Porter winning this one? Yes. Port- yeah, I think so. Um, so. Saturday afternoon kicks off with the... Uh, they keep calling it the Q Clash. I said this to Fabian earlier. They should have really lent you into You want to call this. it the Pineapple Express I or something? I want to call it the Pineapple Cup. And the trophy <laughs> should have been like a nice like crystal pineapple. I don't mind the Q Clash. With a, with a like coloured, like an opaque yellow and green pineapple. And just fuck it. Just own it. Just own the silliness. Just completely go, this is what it is. Pineapple Cup. And then like the trophy is just a big pineapple. The pineapple bowl. <laughs> the pineapple bowl. No, quite seriously, people would love it. The Aloha bowl. <laughs> Imagine the players. The Chick-fil-A bowl. <laughs> That's the one that always gets people, the Chick-fil-A bowl. Imagine the players at the end of the game, they've won the game, and they're like, oh, yeah, shit, we've won the pineapple. They'd love it. They'd love it. They would love it. They actually would. I can I can see how that actually works. They get handed, the, like, the, you know, it's maybe a foot, foot and a half pineapple. Yep. And yep. they think they get that and be like, fucking hey. Let's. You know, I'm happy to pose with this. Tips. Uh, Brisbane. I'm Brisbane. A bit, I'm a Brisbane. bit worried about Brisbane's injuries, but yeah, Brisbane. I, I think, unfortunately, I, like, I got it so wrong at the start of the year with the Gold Coast because I just thought they were going to be non-competitive from day one. Oh, mate, they've won every game that they've won by less than a goal. Until last week when they got Spot beaten by on. 90 points. They could be and sh- probably very easily should be. 0-5. 0-5. Yeah, look, and absolutely, absolutely, and I think I think they may. Funnily, the one they lost against the Saints, I think it was round one. That was probably the close game they deserved to win. Yeah, I and agree. They lost, yeah. and all the other ones, you're thinking you've fallen ass backwards into this. Yeah, correct, correct. And and I just think on on I think it's always funny with a 300th game or a milestone game. Some teams get up for players, others don't as much. Who's 300? Is it? No, it was Eddie Betts last oh, week. I threw it this week. And and I and I worried whether. I mean, Eddie's like a shiny toy, and he does wonderful things. 
on the ground and all that sort of stuff. But I, I just wondered whether he was as absolute heart and soul and will players get up for him? And the answer is clearly, yes, they do. But Overrated. I, Sorry. <laughs> Continue, Tim. But he... um. But yeah, they they destroyed Gold Coast absolutely. Like they Gold Coast actually started well and were actually mm. keeping pace with them. I thought, oh, this wasn't is wasn't it good. like five to three at quarter time. So long it was as very low scoring, but they were in it. Yeah, they were in it, and no, that so, was the so thing. So long as they kept, so long it as they a, hung around. So long as they kept it a five or a six goal game, they'll probably in with a chance to win. Yep, and then hack and then frauds. They just yeah, the, and I just worry. I just worry what sort of a dent to the psyche that loss has had for Gold Coast. And again, I'll still I'll shit can them, and I'll probably still be found out that I'm wrong again. Mm. But I think uh, I think I think Brisbane could smash them. Hopefully, yeah. um, next game on the uh, the calendar here, the Saints host the Crows, which is an interesting game for both teams. Really, the Crows need to win. This is a game that shows you where both sides really are. I, at. Think, I think you're right. The Saints win, and it's not just an easy start to the season. They've all of a sudden are traveling as good as they. I think that they haven't run into no the big boys yet. But if Adelaide lose this, it's a, it's, the Saints have got a bit of north. They're, they're right back down the bottom. They're again. two and four, and we are laughing now. The Saints have got a little bit of north from a couple of years about them. We sit there yep. going, "You haven't run into the big boys yet. You haven't mm. run into Thanos. You haven't run into what do you call <laughs> Thessaloniki? What do you call him? Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, <laughs> he owns a kebab van." <laughs> On Bell Street. Um, Suvlaki. I, I, I Jesus, completely agree. Kebab. you got to know your difference. A giros. Your kebab and your suvlaki. Is it a giros or a giros? Giros. Giros. He makes a giros. Uh, he makes his own uh, tzatziki as well. Yeah. How, how does he do that? Oh, he just mixes it all together with his fist. Don mothers. Uh so who do we think is winning this one, Saints or the Crows? I'm going to go for the Saints. I'm going for the Crows. I'm going for the Crows and hoping that I'm wrong. They're going for the Crows? Yep. Oh, can I pull one back? <laughs> How good. Uh, next, Sydney and the Giants in the... What, what do we call this? The Battle of the Bridge? Have they got a name for it? Battle of the Bridge? Battle of the Bridge. I think that is what they call it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sold on that. The Shane Mumford Cup. Yeah. Yeah. The Jed Lamb Cup. The Jed, the Lamb, Jed Lamb Cup. Cup. <laughs> yeah. Giants easily. Oh, I'm the Giants. You're not going to talk about this game at all? Or? Oh, well, we could open up a can of worms. Tim could talk well, for 45 Phil Dav- minutes. Okay, here is what I will say. We've always talked about how good of a record Phil Davis has got on Lance Franklin. Phil Davis hurt his ankle last week and I don't believe is playing. So who does GWS send to Buddy? And is this one of those games where... Finlayson. <laughs> he's been playing forward. We're going to be playing back this week. Um, but yeah, can as as good as GWS's midfield has been, will they be able to counter Buddy? And Buddy may win the game off his own boot. But I will go GWS. That GWS surprises me, but I'm going GWS as well. Uh, Fremantle host the Bulldogs on Saturday night. Freo but, uh, will smash them. It will give them an unmitigated. I think Fremantle will win. I don't think they're going to smash them. I well, think the well, doggies will respond. The doggies have to respond. They, or, or the, you know, but it's a tough trip. Well, the amazing thing is you sit there and you're going, what are the Bulldogs? Are the, are the Bulldogs the team that got a week off at exactly the right time and yes. then just played the best month of football that they've played in 20 years Yes, and, and ended up winning a premiership and potentially being one of the worst teams ever to win a premiership? Potentially. Albeit what they did in that month was... Phenomenal. Phenomenal because... <laughs> That's the, the Giants' further flag. We, further we move away from it, you just go, "How the fuck that did was they the do that?" Ex- that was the exception. Yeah, and yeah, without that week off, they don't 
beat the Eagles. And, and I, I love the Dogs. I love what they did. Oh, they played the most spectacular month of finals football. They did. Arguably ever. And, and were and, they just playing so far ahead of their capability? Yep. And then they um, Bevo was allowed to uh, pull apart that team. Lost a couple of guys, obviously, um, Couple of retirements here well, and Liam there. Liam Pickin got concussed yeah, very early in you know, the JLT. Stringer's, Stringer's obviously gone, but he was on Correct. the way out that season. Yep. Um, Hamlin goes to Frio. Tom Boyd hasn't played Tom a decent Boyd game hasn't yet played since. since. Um, and you sit there going, "Look, all the, the planets aligned, if you will." Dale Morris has done two knees yeah. since. And I, like I get it, there are mitigating circumstances, but even silly things like I remember reading that he'd um, rejigged their coaching back room and like say your forward coach mid coach I'm backs coach in a premiership winning season he mixed us up the next year yeah. and you're going we well, are thinking about it too much possibly you, you were trying yeah. to justify your success and you just overthought it yeah sometimes if it ain't broke don't fix yeah, it yeah no I agree no I, I think that unfortunately for the dogs they'll be beaten and beaten comfortably this weekend um, we're all going for Fremantle yeah Frio yep uh, we're in the next cab off the ring. 3.20 on Sunday afternoon down at uh, Lonnie. We play the Hawks, of course. I'm torn on this one. I'm, I'm not. I'm up and about, and I'm really positive, but at the same time I'm thinking, is that just because I've been starved of a win for so long that I'm thinking they're coming? They're like London buses. We've waited forever, and then two will come at once. We played three really solid games. Some will say Sydney wasn't stellar. Um we weren't great against Gold Coast, at, but although at other times we were actually okay. We had periods, yeah. Um, we've clearly shown how much we've improved as a group. We beat Hawthorne two years ago. Um, I was disappointed we didn't get closer to them last year. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Daniel Howe on Paddy Cripps this time because he went in to just mug him last time. Yeah, that they punched played. him in the face. Yeah, so and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the umpires are watching closely this time around. <laughs> and not content with that, Howe's night wasn't over. He then broke Zach Fisher's leg. That's right, he did too. Yes. Um, who plays on James Sicily if Sicily's playing across the half back line? McGovern. It's McGovern. It could be Charlie Kerno too, but yeah. I like the, I, just got to make him accountable. I think, I think McGovern, maybe Jack Silvani. Actually. I think McGovern can make him more accountable and be more dangerous. Yeah. Yep. I just he, he's probably the one player out of everybody that you just sort because, of think. How do we go? And the other bloke is, um, and he was off last week. Bergwin. Another wingman. Shields. No. Uh, Smith. Isaac Smith. Yeah. Isaac Smith's a guy that you go. Uh, Sam Fisher. Uh, Sam Fisher. Sam Walsh may end up on him yeah, maybe. and just say run with him. I think quickly with Sicily, what we want to do is we need to make sure that his opponent is dangerous. Yep. That we proactively say there, sit there and say you can't let him mark the ball. If Levi had a good night. The other good day on uh, Sunday, which was you know very very good on him, but if you sit there and go, we're going to have McGovern on you one out, or we're going to make McGovern McGovern can mark the footy. We did put Jed, Jed Lamb on him once, he and killed him. he imploded. I he, don't see. I don't think McGovern will necessarily around twenty two. Yeah, I don't think McGovern would necessarily night, take that tack and and rile him up. I yeah. think McGovern would make more say we're one on one. And I think he he'll probably expect that and saying, mm. Oh well that's what Bolton's done before. I think if you just make him accountable to a good player. Well it's it's a big game, it's a it's a winnable game. Who do we think is winning this game? Carlton. Hawthorne. I'm gonna go the blues. I knew Fab would go Hawthorne. I penciled in it already. Uh, and then lastly to finish off the Penciled round, it in, did you? Yep, Geelong. Electronically. It's a turn of phrase, mate. Whatever. Uh Geelong hosts the Eagles down at GMHBA. The Cats are a little bit like the Saints. I'm getting the feeling that they haven't... Played a lot better team than the Saints have. No, but I just get the feeling they ran into a Collingwood team that was just so off that night. Collingwood yeah. just didn't take their chances. Collingwood 
should should have won that game. And I think Hawthorne, Geelong's up and about early, sustaining form across the whole season is going to be the big problem. So I th- I think you just wait till about round fifteen and reassess Geelong, yeah, see how they're going. Yeah, something about them. I'm just thinking. Still a bit to play out with well, the cats. It's the old. We've always a said lot that of high-profile or media people have got them as flag favourites. No, oh, I, I can't have that. No. I can't have that. But they're, they're a bit. But like, they've addressed their weaknesses exceptionally. I said that um, the Saints are a bit like uh, North of a couple of years ago. The Cats at the moment remind me a bit of Frio in fourteen. I think it was fourteen or fifteen. Yep. Where you sat there and you went, I don't, I don't think the Cats will finish top of the ladder, but Frio finished top of the ladder, and you went, you're about the fifth best team. Yeah. Just very won, well coached, You won very your well home drilled. games and yep. you, you finished top yep. of the ladder, but you went bang, bang, you're out. Yep. I just and think that's they. a bit with the Cats. And uh, they missed the finals next year. Spot on. Who do we think is winning? I've got West Coast here. Who's playing again? Geelong and West Coast. Down at Geelong. Down at Geelong. I'm taking... <laughs> He's just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a hard game, isn't it? Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm going Geelong. I'm going Geelong. Oh, he's picked up another one. On fire. Can you give us a uh, quick uh, Please tally? <laughs> yeah. Shauno on 20. Fab on 23. Tim on 15. Yeah, most people put them in order. So Fab on 23, Sean on 20, and Tim on... That's embarrassing, Tim. He's averaging three a week. You're, you're, you're literally... You're an entire round behind me. <laughs> I could have, kept, I could have started five rounds. With, I could have started with two nines and been on and 18. He's t- and, he's tipped- and at the end of 15, five rounds on 15. And he's tipped Melbourne tonight. <laughs> <laughs> they were in front for a while. Yeah, not anymore. Um, <laughs> moving on, moving on, moving on. The top four in the English Premier League's heating up. Obviously, Spurs got a really, really important result this morning, um, beating Brighton, which just about the tips them over the edge. Line, I think I think that that guarantees Spurs. Doesn't guarantee, but it certainly puts them in the box seat. Um, this week was disastrous for each of United, Arsenal, and Chelsea, who all well, we play four. We both play four forty-five tomorrow morning, don't we? Yes, we're playing a slightly more difficult opponent. <laughs> This is it's, what's the- did you didn't watch it? So Fab basically going back to his heart condition, which I said wasn't stress or anxiety based, and he said it was. I thought he'd said it wasn't stress. No, or anxiety I just said it based. wasn't heart related, but it could be. It could very could well be stress well related. Be stress related. Yeah. You're not a fucking doctor. Um, no, the doctors have said didn't watch United's game against yourself. Everton on the weekend. I did. I sat there. and Was watched that a it. good thing? Yeah, I, I thought it was... You know, rem- ask Sean if who he was texting during this game. I'd stop texting you when you stopped fucking re- replying to me after so the second I'm, goal. I'm not allowed to watch the game. Um, as soon as you said you weren't watching it, I kind of lost interest because I'm like, what the fuck am I talking to you about it for? Um, <laughs> it's called venting. 4-0 four, four in the end. Uh, just as, as bad a Premier League performance from a United team in memory. There, There's a game down at the Dell. Um, they changed the shirts at halftime, which was disgusting in the Popped mid-90s. Like there, there are a few games. It's not necessarily the worst, but certainly the worst. You changed your shirts at halftime, did you? Yeah. There was this thing that oh, we're not playing well because of the shirts. We were they were shirts. ugly shirts. So we went in at halftime. We changed the shirts, the came back, and, and we copped another see three. Further three. <laughs> Fergie claimed that because they were like this grey colour. That it, so that was we couldn't see each other out the pitch. He claimed that because they were grey, they were like that disgusting painting on the yeah, wall. Okay. Um, you couldn't see. You, you thought it was the crowd. The players were blending into the crowd. Yeah. Which actually, you see a photo at pitch level, you're like. It's a it's an excuse, but like, yeah, I can see that in the helter skelter of a fucking top flight professional football match. I can understand how you know sometimes you see a runner or something, and you go, oh shit, I thought it was an umpire, or yeah. I could get it. But it was a disgusting performance on what night was it? Saturday or Sunday night? Sunday, Sunday night. night. Absolutely disgusting. And the biggest thing for me was I loved Ole's reaction after the match 
when he said, paraphrasing him, I'm going to be successful here, there are people in this dressing room that won't be. Yes. As if to say, if you think that'll be tolerated, you know, you're gone. Yep. I know however many of you aren't up to it. We've got a lot of fucking players who aren't up to it. I love Anthony Martial. I love Anthony Martial. But the difference between his best and his worst is a chasm. Golf. And you get one or the other. You get him at his best and you're thinking, this guy's world beater. How old is he now? 22 or 3. He's young, but... But you sit there and go, he to me epitomises the issue, the biggest issue I think United have got is, and and Fab and I have spoken about this off-pod many, many times, every single match Manchester United plays is massive for the players, for the opposition, for the fans, broadcast, everything. Every away trip is a cup final for our hosts. Every game at Old Trafford is a dream come true for the visitors. And if you do not live that, if you don't embrace that, Gary Neville said, you know, you're a Manchester United player 24 hours a day. Yep. If you do not recognise that, you will fail. Will Sanchez ever play for United ever again? Yeah, he'll play for us again, and then I think they'll try to offload him. Yep. I think what we'll try to do I, is... I just heard scathing, scathing he commentary on him. He didn't even play. Oh, well, there he you go. Didn't, didn't figure at all. Which, but, but did was he fit. run out on the so pitch? That's, that, did he run out on the pitch? Indictment. I don't think he was on the pitch at all. No. Yeah, okay. So you weren't saying that he was out there but no, just no, not no, no, present? No, 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 no. And that's the thing. So I think what we'll try to do is, and I've got no issue with this. The analysis of the list is the same as it was before Ollie joined. We are six, maybe even seven players short of a of a very, very good competitive team. Yeah. And so, if you know what? The bit of a rumour out of England is Paul Pogba's going to leave. You know what, mate? Fuck off. You're a great player on your terms. When you play well, it's irresistible. He'll go to another big club. And he'll be an awesome player. Be good. But if you're going to transfer him, you're going to if we can get, get a massive fee for him, sure. The biggest issue United have, in my eyes, is there is no leadership. No. Paul Pogba would fear someone like a Roy Keane, and that would drive performances out of Paul Correct. Pogba. Correct. There is no Roy Keane there. He's king of the kids. And I'm not just saying Roy, Roy because he was a Roy was an no, in-your-face in your type leader. I, but I get it. Paul Pogba at Juve with Pirlo... You know, demanding. You know, with Buffon demanding certain standards, he was absolutely phenomenal. He was yeah. phenomenal for four years. Yeah, yeah. Yet now he he comes back to United and there's a super. There's an he's, element. He's a big show, and it's, it's and it's just not. There's an element of players coming as well. Which and Ibra I don't did like. kind of keep him in line a bit because Ibra's like, I'm the big show, you're not. And Ibra, for all the fluff, is a very dedicated. To his craft. Yeah. Since we've lost him, there's re- there's no real leadership in the side. Yeah. Well, David De Gea wore the armband on the weekend. David De Gea is the furthest thing from a captain. We got no captains. I said that after I don't know what result it was. Was it West Ham earlier in the season? I think. Yeah, I t- that was horrible. I, t- I tweeted something to the effect of, uh, "You know, Paul Pogba isn't a captain's asshole." This idea that you give him the armband, he's not a captain. No. You don't just give him the armband because he's nominally your best player. So therefore. Give him the armband, which a lot of teams do in this day and age in all sports. Oh, you're a best best player. Yeah, he's the armband. Yep. Um, the biggest issue we've got, as I said, is just that mentality thing. Got a lot of players on good money. Ander Herrera. Ander Herrera is a is a really solid, competent footballer. But when he comes to the club and demands in excess of two hundred thousand pounds a week, I'm thinking, no, mate. But at least Ander Herrera puts his his guts in 
week in, week out. Tries his guts out. We're, and look, our, we're our own worst enemy, if you, know, you believe. You put your guts in, you, you try your guts yeah, out. Yeah, you drop your guts later. <laughs> we're, our biggest issue is we've got guys like Sanchez on, if it's to be believed, £400,000 a week, which then says to David De Gea, well, what am I worth? Which then says to Paul Pogba, well, what am I worth? It's got to be a reset. It's going to be an absolute a clean reset. And we pay those fees because the club can afford to. Yeah. You see the embarrassing yeah. you see the embarrassing bit of footage of Ed Woodward talking about signing Schweinsteiger? What? No, I haven't seen it. This is from years ago when they signed mm. oh, right. it. He said he said, oh, I guess, you know, people will see Schweinsteiger's, you know, name on the team sheet and that'll, you know, send ripples. You know, he's thinking mm. not two thousand six. He's thinking, yeah, mate, like he's he's a great player, but we're not getting him for that. Yeah. He's a bit part player. Like, you've just completely misread why you signed Bastian Schweinsteiger. You've just signed him because, oh, he's a fucking name. He's Bastian Schweinsteiger. Jose said his biggest achievement, which is bullshit, but puts a bit of context to it. He said his biggest achievement was taking this United team to second last year. Yeah. And I'm not saying he was right because Jose needed to go too, but (coughs) there's probably a little bit of... mm, He eked out everything he could out of this... As a, as a United fan, I'm a little bit nervy. I like the idea of a director of football. A bit nervy about it being Mike Phelan. I think a director of football just... Edward Wood can't get deals done. You know, he can get deals done, but he's like... Um, he's got his marketing hat on he's like when Roger he's Dorn. making signs. He's, he's like Roger Dawn in Major League I 2. I watched Major League, in, Major League 1 yeah. last week. Yeah. You know the second one where he's, he's yeah. Roger Dawn's he negotiating it, buying yeah. the team and, and he's, he's negotiating and he just gets fucking bent over a barrel? We're going to get to the point now, United are going to struggle to make big signings. They've got to get... I don't think that's a problem, as such. They've got to get the right signings done now to then be, be, re-become attractive. Yes. If you know what and if, I'm if they're I, young, if they're young kids or younger kids, I've got no problem in the world. Because yeah. that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Um, so obviously we play City. Who do Arsenal play? Wolverhampton away. A tricky game. Yeah, yeah. A tricky game. Banana, that's a banana skin. It's a banana skin. Huge well, banana skin. I think having lost to Palace at home, yeah. we have to we have to take pe- uh, care of business tonight. The banana skin is next week against Leicester. Nah. United only make top four if we win our next two games, which I reckon is impossible. Chelsea. Well, what's Watford's... Oh, no, and they're both at home. Chelsea, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. Well, it's all shaping up, and then obviously the title, the destiny of that is not yet secure, which is exciting. Whoever doesn't, whoever finishes runners up, will be the best runner up ever. Yeah, I think you're right. The I think tomorrow morning's United City game determines the title. City beat us. I think they can, they'll win it. I don't think they drop another game. Probably not. Just too experienced. Um, going to keep it short and sharp in the NFL draft. Can we just before we go to NFL, I just even shorter and sharper. Um, this past week, rugby league farewell to legend. Timbo, this happened before we recorded last week. Well, we didn't talk about it last well, week. We're not talking about it now. I need to talk about GI. Oh. GI, Greg Inglis. His time at the Storm, he was a megastar. He had a few off field yep. issues, but. 195 centimetres, 105 kilos. Imagine if that kid played footy. Take away all off field issues, take away the salary cap issue. What were yeah. his off field issues? That side I of beat Smith. Up misses once. Smith, Slater. Cronk. Cronk, Inglis, Falau. Falau. <laughs> no, no wonder we were over the salary cap. It was it was basically, it was an all-star team. It was team. an all-star team. So. Yeah. And they were all in Melbourne and they were all happy and, yeah. I, but I just, when he was young, 
Were they training out of Optus Oval at that? Stage? Yeah, they were. They were. <laughs> they, but he was as as Ready far as putting want. together an, an athlete, bolting together talent and size and speed and shape and all that sort of stuff. He he was he was. Except he probably didn't have. Um, he was very much like Anthony Kudafides, is, is what I was going to say. He was, he's gotten he, too heavy. But then Probably he played he that role. Train. He's, like, he's, he's done his, his, his But buddy. he moved to 5'8". His buddy. So he's playing But he's starting to put on too much weight. But that may be also the fact that he can't train. That's the, the same reason as Sean said about Inglis. He can't train. Yeah, yeah. And the heat of groin and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. But anyway. Phenomenal. Look, he, he was just a guy that I loved. His Shout out to GI. His career came to an end. Shout, Shout out, out to GI. All right, we're doing this NFL, NFL got, draft is you, tomorrow. You don't have long because no, 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 no. We're up no, against no, it's a the twenty fifth in the states, but it's the morning of the twenty sixth, so okay. it's Friday morning. Just Friday keep morning, it short yeah. and sharp because we're up we're against gonna it time wise. We're going to do a mock draft, yeah. top five mock draft. Up against it time wise. Yep. So keep it short, sharp. Pick one, Arizona Cardinals. Do they take the quarterback, Kyler Murray? It's ninety nine point nine 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 percent locked in. Kyler Murray will go for two things, for two reasons. Cliff Kingsbury recruited him to Texas A&M. Now, he was at Texas A&M before he was at Oklahoma. He fits the Cliff Kingsbury system. They will go for him. The issue they have is Josh Rosen. Is Josh, Ro- Josh Rosen. For people like Sean who don't know this, the Cardinals, with their first pick last year, got a quarterback, a franchise quarterback. Pick, they pick thought, 10. Pick 10 thought would be draft. a franchise quarterback in Josh Rosen. Yep. They've now and got he pick hasn't one. done a lot wrong. No. They've now gone back and they're going to get another quarterback, which leaves Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, in no man's land. Now they're going to have to do they hold on to him and hope like the Philadelphia Eagles did with Sam Bradford when Teddy Bridgewater went down, shipped him off. We got our first round pick back. Yeah, but if the demand's not there for someone like that who who are desperate, you're not getting a first round pick because you're saying already, well, he's not good enough for us. Who else is going to part with a first-round pick for Josh Rosen? Well, can I ask you this question? Yes. Probably you still want to fucking pick one? I said short and sharp. <laughs> um, in your, from everything you understand, mm-hmm. was last year's quarterback class better than this year's quarterback class? Yes. By the length of the straight? Absolutely. I agree. So I reckon pick 10. I, and, I think there's your two, fourth quarterback two taken standouts. is better. He's almost better than... It's almost better than Kyler Murray, but they're ultimately saying Kyler Murray is our man. But any other time, I worry about Kyler Murray. Well, only because everyone keeps worry, everyone worry keeps throwing up Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. It's no, hard to say. Wrong bloke. Russell Wilson. Yes, thank you. Far out. <laughs> He's an exception, not the rule. Correct. So, but but also Doug Flutie never got a chance properly at the pros because um, they always just said he was too short. And, and I reckon it's too blinking. All right. We're taking too long on, on a lock. Kyler right. Murray, pick one. Well, it's good because I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan and I have got the biggest heart on for Nick Bosa of all time and I'm desperate to get this bloke. You need pass just... rush and you're going to get Nick Bosa. Yeah, but what if he's gone? No, he's not going to be gone. They're taking Kyler Murray. So you've got Nick Bosa, brother of Joey. Hopefully yes. he signs a lot earlier than Joey did because Joey held out. He did. In that kind of weird American thing where you get drafted and you don't sign. Yep. So um, pick three, who have you got? Well, I think the pick should be 
Quinn and Williams. Quinn and Williams, yeah. But I actually, a couple of things defensive I've been tackle. saying is they're absolutely in love with another defensive tackle, Ed Oliver. So I'm saying oh. Ed Oliver goes three. Okay. Well, I've got Ed Oliver going at four. Okay. Now, I think Quinn and Williams is the best player in the draft. That's what a lot of people are saying. So Why wouldn't you take him at one? Alabama, no, nah, it's, it's well. I have read another mock draft that says you need that to build. Well, you need to build a team. You need a quarterback, and if you're unsure that your quarterback is the right one, you go with a quarterback. But so I've got Quinnen at three going to the Jets, and the Raiders taking Ed Oliver out of Houston. Yep. So who what about Texas El Paso? The Raiders, and they'd also Josh Allen also might be up there because. You get rid of Khalil Mack and you try to replace him with someone who's cheaper. That's what they're going to try That's and do. That's what they're doing. Yeah. So, and there was a little bit of talk if the Niners didn't, if if Bosa went to Arizona, yep. and they just said we're taking the best available player and we're taking the defensive player, even though we're and, and say that Josh Rosen is more than satisfactory yep. as a, as a QB, San Francisco would be sitting there and going, "What the fuck do we do now?" Josh Allen, and part, well, part of the thinking is they're saying they'll take Queen and Williams because DeForest Buckner is our franchise defensive tackle at the moment, but we've got to pay him up the wazoo at the end of next season, yep. and they may just be able to replace him cheaper, trade the gun now, get something else, and then continue to rebuild with another young, cheaper like guy. Yep. So that's that's the permutation that might happen. Um, Pick five? I, well, I, I'm like you. I, I, I'm saying you link Josh Allen to Oakland, but yep. if Ed Oliver goes to New York Jets and Queen and Williams is still there... Do do Oakland go the defensive tackle ahead of the defensive end? And I think they need defensive end more. So I'm actually even saying Queen and Williams maybe they're at pick five. Okay. Well, I've got Devin White out of LSU at five inside well, linebacker. I've got a trade. Dinner, <laughs> and I've got Cincinnati trading up yep. to pick five, and I've got them taking Dwayne Haskins. Well, this mm, good pick. Mm. I love that you've raised this, and we're going to finish because we only said top five. Yep. Pick six is the Giants. Yep. And, and that's the thing. They take the quarterback ahead of the well, Giants. Well, everyone keeps saying they're going to take the, the edge rusher because they well, they need everything, the Giants. Let's be they fucking do. honest. They're they horrible. Do. The Rashan Gary pick out of Michigan. Yep. Surely they need the QB. They need... They've got pick Dwayne 17, Haskins. though. They've got pick 17, and I you're reckon... Not gonna, he's not going to be there that late. No, well, I reckon they'll take the best available player at six, and they'll trade up out of 17 to about 12, and that's what they'll do. Unless they get desperate, and they trade 17 and get Josh Rosen. Which I would do that, too. And I reckon... But Hask- Arizona... Ar- if Arizona about- can get a first rounder, I reckon they'd do it. So. Oh, they'd be laughing their, their yeah. titties off. Yeah. But the thing you hear about Haskins... <laughs> they laughing their what off? Titties. <laughs> they keep telling us why he's not going to be good. Oh, he's thrown to awesome receivers who aren't covered. Everyone's making an excuse why this guy isn't good. He's just good. Yeah. I reckon I reckon he's gonna be he'll end up being a better quarterback than Kyler Murray. It's interesting, but I also think um that because of what Philadelphia did to have the balls to say we've got a great quarterback, but they said we think we've got somebody who's better. If these guys are that in love with Kyler Murray and they'll say, Well, if if Josh Rosen has to be collateral damage We'll get what we can get out of him, and, and I agree with you. If, if if they would take seventeen out of New York to 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 move him on, yeah. and if New York valued Rosen enough, well, they need I, I, I reckon that you can't a, go I into a season. A trade. You can't go into a season with Eli Manning. You just can't. They can. can, but I think they either have to 
They've got to draft his replacement now, and yeah. even if he spends two years as an understudy to him, as Eli's he's on not, his he way doesn't, out. He doesn't have two years. He's 38. Well, I know, but then... He's not Tom Brady, mate. No, this guy's I know, cooked. and Tom Brady, that, that's what makes him exceptional, yeah. so... Um, oh, don't, just, get, don't get him started on Tom Brady. No, no, I, was, I didn't want to poke the bear, Sean. Just quickly, Philly Eagles have picked 25. We are going to go safety because that's our struggle position. You're going to go Nassie Adderley or what? Uh, Jonathan Abram out okay. of Mississippi Will State. Will he be there? Fingers crossed. Yeah. Because as a 49ers fan, we've got Not a lot of safeties are going going yeah. ahead of him and not a lot of it's other... a good safety class, but not a, not a lot of them are going early because yeah, there's other players. Him. So we've got 36. The thinking is we'll go safety and we may even trade into the back of the first round to try and get the player yeah. that we want. We got absolutely massacred in that position yep. this year, so... Yep. Is good. that it? We done? I think so. Excellent. Move on to the quiz. The quiz. Yes. We have a four-question quiz this week. That four for but, each? No, two each. Oh, no. Nice. But you, knew, you do know that I love my, um, not multiple choice, but multiple option oh, questions. We've told him this every so week. We tell him this every week. We need one answer. All right. I didn't even Question mind. one, I Fabian. Mind, I don't mind multiples, right. but don't make it so fucking obscure that their own parents wouldn't know the answer. Okay, well, no, no. You, you'll know the answer. you just got to work your way Question through Question one. Question one. Mark Murphy played his 254th AFL game last weekend. And along with his dad, John who has played 246 games, they've become the seventh father-son combination to play 500 games. If I have to name seven... No, you don't. You have to name six. Name the other six pairings to have achieved 500 games. One father, one son. Don't talk about Shaws and fucking shit like that. Father and son. Father and son have played 500 or more. Sauce. Sauce is at five with 551 games. Scarlet. Matty Scarlett and his dad. 496 just miss. Oh, there's an obvious one. That, um, 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 his son played a billion games. Yes. A lot tripping people up. Yeah. Dustin Fletcher. Thank you. I don't know his old man's Ken? name. Ken, 664 games. Father, son. So it's just one father, one son. Correct. So what about if a father had multiple sons like like a David Clark? Doesn't count. What about David Clark? Does it oh yeah, his, his kids only played how many Well how many did Travis play? He retired early. How many did Travis play? Was a fucking, David Cloak then. Number three the on the list. He played three thirty three. Travis Cloak played two fifty six. So what how many have I got? How many have I got? You have three. You'd have to be five eighty nine. Surely he'd be able to take take one out at Vic Park, wouldn't he? No more at Vic Park. Tony Shaw played 320-odd games, But Braden Shaw played like two. How many's Heath play? Oh, Heath's not his son, of yeah, course. How many did Ray play? Oh, Ray. 189, I looked today. Yeah, I was okay. surprised he wasn't okay. one of them. Okay, okay. Um, 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 um. Tim Watts, Joe Watson would have played 200 games. Played 220. Did they won? Yeah, Watson's Tim played three hundred and seven, so that's five twenty-seven. He was number six on the list. You've got number two and number four to come. Father sons, famous father sons, or players. Oh, with- this is the easiest one of all time. I don't miss it. The Ablets, correct? Five seventy-four yeah. at present, Mm-mm. and so number two on the list. You're missing. How many games do we have to make? Five hundred. Five ninety-nine. These two ended up on. I said the Scarlets, didn't I? Yes, you did, and they just missed. Brent Harvey doesn't have, doesn't have a son who's playing or a dad. His old man would have only had to have Kevin played Bar- 70 Kevin, games. Kevin Butler didn't have any didn't kids have who played. His son's Jenna. Speak. 
Michael Tuck's got 400 and something, but Michael Tuck... Shane Tuck Shane. played a few games. For Richmond, yes. The Tucks, five ninety nine. <laughs> we just about carried him over the fucking oh, line. Oh, God, yeah. So Michael Tuck, four twenty six. Shane Tuck, one seventy three for a total of five ninety nine. Yes. Fabian, you get your one point. Jesus, that's kind. But seriously, Pant- I want one answer. Pantomime, I should have had to name three or two. Pantomime style, Tim was like pulling at his long sleeve shirt. <laughs> it, was like Sean. A, it was like a baseball coach just giving me the signal. Sean, question two. <laughs> um, Eddie Betts became the sixth Indigenous player to have played 300 VFL or AFL games. Name the five players he has joined. Sean Bergwin. Second with 360. Adam Goods. Number one with 372. Andrew McLeod. Number three with 340. Mickey O. 303. Number four. I need one more. You need one more, and he played exactly 300. Exactly 300. 300 games. Not a... David Weir Panda? No. He was a good player. Well, he was a very, very player. good player. Very good player. Carlton fan. Was he really? That's Well, at some point he was. Yeah. Um, Can I assist him? Did Chris Johnson play 300 games? No, he did not. I was thinking someone at Brisbane. I was going, is it someone up there? Is it like a... Michael Long didn't play 300 games. A lot of people in his era didn't. No, not really. Is it an interstate team? Yes. That's what I thought. But he didn't only play interstate. No. Gavin Wanganine. 300. That's your five. One all. Nicely done, both of you. Question three. Fabian. Single answer? Single answer. Yes. With one of the iconic nicknames in AFL history, who did Eddie Betts join as the only player to have kicked six goals in his 300th AFL or VFL game? This was on the broadcast. It was. I feel bad. Captain Blood. Captain Blood. It was on the broadcast. I, I wouldn't have known that. That was on the broadcast. Well, they said why that. I thought I'd throw in the iconic nickname yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But that's a no, good but even without that, they said six that. Six goals in your three hundredth game is pretty good because mm. some blokes limp over the line yeah. and are even questioned. Whether but if I don't hear that, I have no fucking idea. Well, then again, that's why I threw in the iconic nickname. Two one Fabian. Got a tough one here. Fuck. You can help him if you want to all push right. us to the tiebreaker. Uh, question four, Sean. Who were the two leading kick getters on the ground in Sunday's Western Bulldogs versus Carlton game? I know this answer because I had the stats up before and I was telling you the kicks and marks and disposals. Disposals or, or kicks? Kicks. What are the teams? There's actually one of each. Is it Bont and Samo? Nope. Is it one of those? Nope. Because the disposals were, I saw it before, Caleb Daniel and, and, and Cripper, but kicks... I know one of them because you got to think the kick first. Because when I remember, remember when I saw it, I thought Fuck, it didn't even look like he had that many. We'll one of, one way, of them's only, Nick Newman. One of them's Nick. Correct. Newman. Nick Newman had nineteen kicks. Oh, only right. one player on the ground had more than twenty. Well, and Samo didn't have more than twenty. Nope. It's not, it's not Caleb Daniel. Nope. Took a lot of kickins and like. So Caleb Daniel had thirty-five. I saw it before. Yep. Look at it again if you need to. So he plays for the Bulldogs. Plays for the Bulldogs. Okay. And he's a kick first oh, shit, Yeah, 21. Yeah, 21. Liver? Nope. Nah, bouncing off the halfback. Oh, Joe, JJ. JJ. I was thinking yeah. JJ. So that's two all. 
An assisted to all, but I was well. I fucking assisted him with the the, his yeah, first no, 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 one. I'm, I'm happy with that. So the tiebreaker, first in gets it right. Oh. Greg Inglis is one of three Melbourne Storm players to have scored 100 or more tries across their career. Who are the other two? Tries. Billy Slater. Billy Slater Billy. is one. No, say Billy. Give me the other one. Whoever gets the other one first is this week's quiz Cameron winner. Cameron Smith. Incorrect. Try scorer, not point scorer. Try scorer. Uh, he was a wingman fullback. Wingman fullback. Brett Kamali. Early doors. Early doors. Yeah. Matt Guyer. Correct. Fuck. <laughs> when you say wing fullback, there's not that many. How do you spell his surname? G E Y E R. Younger brother of Matt. Mark. Mark. Fuck Brett Kamali. Mark. Was Matt is the younger brother of Mark. He's a good player. Like we yeah. like, we lose a, a lot of good players too. We. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, we, do. we we lose a lot of good players. The Melbourne Storm, absolutely. Yeah, well, you follow them on Grand Final today too, don't you? Oh, vaguely. Yeah, no, they're like, our Melbourne Storm. We support them. You know what? Credit to the Melbourne Storm. Like what I will do, I don't follow them per se, but when their little package comes up on Fox Sports or whatever, you go, oh yeah, they had a win, or you go, oh good yeah. on them. Well, they, yeah, yeah, you tough. said last week, aren't they undefeated? They got beaten by a point this week in Golden Point extra time. So they played well. Well, not well enough. Well, but we, they only, were in a- we only appreciate winners. This is true. Fabian Guadagnolo style. What is going on here? By the way, before we... Yeah, the Yanks, the 96 Bulls. So the Cadell, Chicago haven't Cadell won since Evans, 98. Philadelphia Eagles. Carlton haven't won since 95. The Eagles have won one Manchester Super Bowl United, in 53 years. Juve. United. Tim, I've got a bone to pick with you before we wrap up. All right, let's go. Something has been happening recently that you haven't mentioned at all. And I'm stunned. Either that or you're, you're tuning up. What are we talking about? What? Isn't it? Aren't we getting into Grand Tour season in the cycling? Uh, yeah, I was actually thinking the about Paris that. The Paris-Roubaix. Um, yeah, they did have one of the big... Was it the Paris-Roubaix that they had the other day? I believe it was. Yeah. And who won that again? No idea. Someone on a bike. I would hope so. No, I think it was Philippe Gilbert. I think it was <laughs> I think, Philippe yeah. I think... I yeah. thought it was Mark Cavendish. I think you'll find that Tim's right. I think you'll find that it was one of the Schleck brothers, possibly. Or um, who's the, the who's the one that, that they all love? But he doesn't win anything because he's only a sprinter. Or whatever. He's uh, Peter Sagan. Yeah, yeah, Sagan. That green jersey's got his name on it. Well, we're usually July. Mm. Uh, Letua is usually July. So when's the Giro? Giro comes first. Giro. 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 Like Hiros. Yeah. <laughs> The Suvlaki. Yeah. <laughs> the Suva. Um, which must be what, May? Was that before so, or after the... Uh, before, he just said it was before. Well, the Giro is before. So Giro. there's three Grand Tours. Giro. Yep. Then Le Tua. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's what? Then the Herald Sun uh, Tour. <laughs> the Jaco Tour Down Under. Is it Spain? I guess it's Spain, but I can't remember what it is. Vuelta de la España. Vuelta. Vuelta de España. Mm. They're the three Grand Tours. And that's always after the Sandos the tour down under. The Sandos tour down under. That's a big one. So no, no, I was actually thinking that the other day, and I thought I'm very much looking forward to. They this love that tour. in Adelaide. I was in Adelaide when they were setting up for it. They love it. Adelaide people, credit to them, get excited about some really lame shit. 
Because <laughs> they don't really have anything else. Like, we took the Grand Prix from them. And, and, like, and Sydney just don't hey, do events. You Sydney's wait till that tour down under gets pretty big. Snatch that no, off. We've got, straight no, we've, over we've, here like a shot. No, we have that Cadell Evans road ride, don't we? Hmm. No, don't know. I don't see any reason why you couldn't turn Australia into a destination cycling place. Well, we're, we've got a rich history in, in cycling. Because so. it's either pissing down and raining or scorching hot. Well, it's yeah. pretty, pretty hot when they do the tours in summer in Europe. Oh, yeah, it's that's not true 45 too. degrees. It's pretty hot. Not 45 well, degrees. Realize... There is some very hot days in France. And then you realise you're a weatherman. Oh, Shout sorry. out to Leslie. Shout out to Leslie. <laughs> right, Going to wrap us up. For me, Sean Peter, much thank you very much for listening. For Fabian Guadagnolo. Arrivederci, ragazzi. He'll... Uh, He'll thank me for his gift later. And for I Tim Davis. Can you it? And for Tim Davis, for Coach Davis, hopefully he'll keep his temper intact this weekend. Always a pleasure. Ten o'clock McLeod Park. Anybody who wants to come out and support, you're most welcome. We got played out there. That's not um where is where's the ground? Well it's McLeod Park, but my father, who used to umpire in the Dolan Valley Footy League, he said it's not the McLeod Footy Ground, which is right on the um the Ro- line. Rosanna Road. Rosanna What's that called? Uh, it's the little windy road that goes around the back. Yeah, near Latrobe. No. No. It's not that one? No. Wind us up on the NFL off. mock draft, but this is some ripping fucking listening. People are more interested about this. Well, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Toodles. Take care. Fucking back! I want a fucking spare! Take a Who's fucking Blake's man? Who is it, Willow? It's, it's Mitch. Come on, Mitch! Right. Fucking work, Mitch! So is he just not working hard? No. Fuck you, Will! No, he's round what? the winger. Right, okay. No, okay. Just sack that. no, no, no. Fucking run, Will! But... Give it off quick! Rock it, rock it, rock it. We can't think. We can't think. Sorry, right? Mate. Yeah, come Sorry. on, come on, come on, come on. Okay. Come Look on. Look at Minson again! Fuck him! Right, okay. How long has Minson been on you... for? How long has Minson been on for? Eight minutes, mate. Right, okay, okay, right on. Fucking big fucking spastic! Murph coming off, Jordan. Murph for, uh... Yeah, yeah, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. Okay, now Minson for, um... Fucking get him off! Yeah, um... Get Minson off! He's coming off. Get get him back off! off. Get him off, get him off, get him off! Rocket, rocket, we can't hear. We can't fucking hear. Minson... Get Minson off. Take Minson off now. Yeah. Fuck you, you big shithead. Fuck you.